0: To be with each of our church families and to be here and to see each one of you um, worshiping God and being part of our church service. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. May the Lord continue to bless uh, every single one of you. My name is Justin. For the, for the people that I see who are here for the very first time, thank you. A big God bless you to our entire family, Chenchi and family. Thank you. And brother, Um, I don't know your name. Will you help me with Josie, thank you so much, Josie and family and the entire uh, families that I see. Brother Shamraj was here from uh, a long time. Uh, vacation trip that he and his family had for uh, to India almost one and a half years. They're back with us. What a joy to have our families worshiping together. And I believe today as we were leading worship, um, fear has to come down. I don't know if somebody is grappling in that thought. If something is going on in your life, in your business or in your in whatever sphere of your life, you're battling through fear. I declare in Jesus' name the fear has to come down. This morning the Lord woke me up um, very early, very early this morning morning and the Lord asked me and told me specifically to encourage the church, to encourage the church. So today if you're under my voice, I want to encourage you. If you are a baby believer, I want to encourage you that you can grow. If you are in business, I want to encourage that you can grow. If your spiritual life is on a decline, I want to encourage that you will grow. Whatever area the enemy has trying to succumb you down under the pressures and fear, I declare by the blood of the Lamb, be encouraged as you step out of this place today. Be and create that the one who is with you is more powerful than the one outside, and God Almighty is the one who is leading us, He is paving the path for us. Hallelujah you're under my voice no matter where you are, where you are, be seated here or hundreds who are tuning in from outside of America. I declare no matter where you are what you've been facing through, fear has to come down today. Sickness has to come down today. Tension has to come down today. Suicidal thoughts has to come down today. Every blackout enemy has to come out today. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, everything that has tried to take you down in your life this entire past week or months that you've been facing, I declare that today is the last day. Or Somebody is giving an eviction notice to that demon today. Come on, somebody. Heaven is authorizing a signature and heaven is giving an eviction notice. Come on. That demon has no role in your household. That demon has no role in your spiritual life. That demon has no role on your thoughts. It is the spirit of God that lives and inhabits on the praises of His children. You know what you have to do. Sometimes when we come here, seeing others worship is not worship. That is just being a spectator. We are not here to being a spectator of a worship experience that is happening. What God has asked us to do is when you praise Him, He inhabits on the praises of His children. You know what? What it means? That simply means. Just imagine. This is the praise. This entire, you know, a podium is the praise that is coming out of your mouth which simply means he inhabits he sits on it he makes this as the throne of our life and that's what happens with your praise you got to allow the spirit to actually rest on your life you 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 prepare a throne with your praises. So w- when we come to God's house, I hate to see people that fold their hands and walk around as if you don't care. Next time, brothers, sisters, I'll come stand next to you. So I I, I you know I want to see people who worship God. Come on, somebody. I want to see people who can call out, who can who can open up their heart and worship God like never before. Not like last Sunday, not like last Saturday, but today's a new day. It's a new day that He has allowed us to be alive. And beating in this place, and it is a new day that I see His grace and it enables me to worship Him like never before. So I open up my mouth and give glory to God because He deserves it. Come on, somebody. Do you follow what I'm saying? He deserves it. He deserves it. Praise the Lord. Use words. Sometimes people tell me, Pastor, do we really need to have emotions when we worship God? Do we really need emotions? You know what Bible says? You know what Bible says? Worship God with all your heart. Heart is the seed throne of emotions. A lot of emotions. So sometimes people cry when they worship God. Why? Because that is an emotional expression that they bring out to worship God sometimes people kneel down it is an expression sometimes people raise their hands it is an expression because that's how you are you're you you bringing out your emotions in letting God know God you deserve my heart and every emotions that might possibly come out of my heart you are the only one who has my heart that all of my heart I will worship God with all of your mind worship God with all of your strength worship God so in in other words everything that I am possibly as a human I gotta worship God are you with me you might be sick and tired no problem but still you can see keep worshiping God I was uh, many years ago I was uh, you know, we were invited uh, uh, to meet with a, a, a pastor of a deaf church, and we were share. He was sharing stories, and Anisha was ministering in that church before we got married. Part of our Bible school days, and 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 w- while I was talking to this pastor, we understood this: the entire congregation cannot sh- cannot speak; they cannot hear anything. They are deaf and mute. They can't do anything. They can't hear, but still, their worship atmosphere. If you walk in, all they understand is through vibrations. So they have. Loud vibrations inside the sanctuary. So if a pastor is speaking, they will shout or they will do something that will let you know that they are in agreement of the word. That it's not amen that they say; they might shout something, but it is an agreement of what the Lord has convicted in their heart. It is from a death church that I'm talking about today. We are gathered in this room. You can clearly hear me, and most of us can speak out. We are here because of the grace of God. Open up our mouths, and I'm encouraging some people today that whenever we come to God's presence, just for a—it's not just an experience that I have and I walk out, but I am part of the experience, and I love God to receive the adoration of our heart to speak out speak out Lord you're worthy come on somebody Lord you're worthy you're holy you're wonderful there is nobody like you you're all powerful my life can change and will change only by the power of the blood of the lamb and I have to declare that I am worshipping God can I tell you when you worship God some chains will come down praise the Lord you know what, my, my life's goal, I don't want to be known as the greatest preacher. I want to be known as a worshiper. Many years ago, I was invited to preach at a conference in Chicago and in and, and the convener or whatever, who, and they were reading out a big biography of what I was doing, a pastor of so-and-so church, preacher for so many years. I, told, I stood and I told them, Pastor, please, I don't want to be addressed as a peer preacher or a pra- I just want to be known as a worshiper. There is something different about that. Before my pastoral title or anything else, I am known as a worshipper of God. That's who I am because that's what God has made me to be. I'm a worshipper. Each one of you today seated here, I don't know what your title may look like. But today before you return back to your home, understand you first and foremost are the worshipper of God Almighty. Use words to worship Him. Praise the Lord. How long can you be quiet? You have been just experiencing the goodness of God in your life over and over and over again. This is the time and moment in your life when you declare, Lord, I have experienced the goodness of God in all through my life. You have enabled me to pass the exams. You have enabled me to conquer my mountains. You have enabled me to conquer my fears. But today I declare, you alone are worthy to be praised. You alone are worthy to be praised. Oh, come on somebody. Hallelujah. I have seen sisters who worship God. And before, I want to tell you that they come to church just to worship God. But every Sunday when they come, every next Sunday they come. They come with the testimony. Why? They tell, Pastor, we came worshiping God. This was my situation. This was my family's background. But when I went by, the Lord has already answered me the Lord has already walked in my life can I tell some ch- I'm just going old school Pentecostal right now and I want to declare in this house have your own personal worship time like never before and my God will break some yokes in Jesus name Come on, somebody. I want everybody. I'm not going into preaching. I'm not going to get into preaching before I see my church worshiping God. Yes, we sang three songs to worship God. That's not it. That's not songs. Just an answer to worship God. But let it come from your heart. Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my worship. And I declare, if our church understands, if families understand, those who are watching me in different places will understand, if your heart becomes the seat of worship and adoration, or in other words, if God chooses to inhabit on the praises of His children, situations have to change because it is the power of God. Don't expect God to walk in and nothing will change. If God comes into any situation, any place, things happen has to change. Ego has to go. Darkness has to move because you've allowed the presence of the Almighty God to walk in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We pray and we sing songs. Lord, we want you to come down. Can I tell you, if God really comes down and if He is coming down into our personal life, He will push us to change. Don't expect God to come down and nothing will change. Everything will change about who you are. You know, in the Isaiah chapter, you know, when we see uh, uh, Isaiah is having the revelation of God and he sees who God is. He sees who God is in His high, uh, highness. And, and in the revelation, Isaiah says, holy. When he saw who God really is, the words that came out of his mouth was, you are holy and I am a man with unclean lips. The revelation that he has. And this morning, if you are under my voice, understand this. When we see who God really is in our life, we get to know that I am not a clean man. And that's what happened in the boat when Jesus walked in. And with Peter, you know what Peter said? Lord, what can you do? You can do everything that you know you can do. But I am a man. I am not clean. I am not worthy. I am a sinner. That was was what Peter had to say. And so today I'm gonna create some of our folks. Jesus wants to come into our life situation, into our family, into our personal situation, personal needs that you and me are going through. But when God walks in, when heaven is invited, everything has to change. Do not hold on to that previous past experiences that you might have. Those walls have to come down. Those walls have to come down because it's a work of the Spirit for something new that has to happen. Are you with me, church? This morning, as I'm continuing to the God's scriptures that the Lord has shared into my heart. I want to encourage as you are seated here. And from the last two weeks, we've been series, we've been on a series called "Uncomfortable." Uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable places, and conversations, uncomfortable environments that oftentimes God places us in. But sometimes being uncomfortable is good because in those uncomfortable situations, God is helping us to come out of it. God is actually helping us to build our faith. And I gave you the example from. Deuteronomy chapter 30 where it talks about the life of Israel and it talks about how God will oftentimes shake our nest so that the birds will learn to fly. Sometimes God will oftentimes do it in our life that He will shake our systems up. He will shake our thoughts up completely. Every support system that you and me had in our life will be shaken why why will it be shaken so that you understand your help and your support does not come from the nest that you have been in your help and your support comes from only God and only God are you with me church be thankful for the 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 shattering moments that you and me had uh, uh, in our previous days or in our life, this entire month that you might have gone through. But this morning, I want to bring your attention to words. I want to steer the entire message into a portion which is titled as I am stirred, but I'm not shaken. I am stirred, but I am not shaken. I want to read our scripture for you. Psalm 45, verse 1. Psalm 45, verse 1. Psalm 45. Verse 1, this is how it goes. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. It talks about you are the most Psalm 45, verse one: My heart is stirred. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. The entire Psalm 45. In the story here, we have to understand it is a it is a song written for wedding. Or this is the perfect song to be sung during a wedding. Any weddings happening? You can write down Psalm 45. For your weddings. Somebody is writing down already anyways. (laughs) Psalm 45 verse 1. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. And the last part talks about my tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. What is the writer helping us understand? The sons of Korah, what are are they helping us understand here? That the Lord will stir up my heart. Number one, when the Lord will stir up my heart, I become a worshiper. I praise God. And of course, this, this entire Psalm 45 is a story or a written song about a groom. And who is the groom of our life as a New Testament church? I can call out, it is Christ Jesus. Jesus and Jesus alone, the groom. that the bride, the Christ, the, the, the New Testament church is waiting for. That we heard in the Malayan service, at the return of our Lord, that we will be transformed to be with Christ Jesus. Are you with me, church? So in the following scriptures here, we understand. When, the, when my heart is stirred up, when my heart is stirred up, I bring new verses of praise for my king. When my heart is stirred up. We don't like shaky moments in our life. We don't like things to change in our life. There are people who want to do everything that the way you have done in the previous years. Like you woke up, you want to do everything the same the rest of the day that your schedule will allow. But just in case, if something changes in your schedule, what happens? You are thrown of God, and you don't want know what to do when things are actually shaky in your life. When an uncomfortable news comes to your life, and you walk up to your office and you hear that, hey, you brother, you know what? You are fired from job. Or you walk up to your school and you know you failed in this examination. Moments when your heart is stirred up. What are you pushed to do? A lot of us would say, God, I am thankful. Will we say that? Will we say that? We know to worship God only when we have seen mountaintop experiences, but we don't when we are in the valley. But in a right theological understanding, you got to know that in every given situation, no matter failure or success, we give God the glory and honor because we know every good thing comes from Him. And if He had come and He has given it to us, it is for our good, for everything works for good in the life of His children. And so we give God all glory. So next time you have, you hear something that is bad or you have a doctor's report that comes to your way that, that has shaken and stirred up your life but you have to know that in Psalm 45 verse 1 it helps us to understand my heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my words. In other words, in the right translations it helps us to understand that I, 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 I have new verses to praise in adoration of my King. Who is the King of our life? Jesus. And as Jesus is the king of our life, bring out new words to worship and honor him. Praise the Lord. That when my heart is stirred up, when I'm pushed and crushed from every corner of my life, I have a new song to praise him. When things go unplanned in my life that I have not planned for it but I look like this is very shaky in my life but I still know and I will still worship and honor God because He alone is the source of my life. When every resources of my life are replenished I'm gone and I have nothing of that. I know God is the only one. My heart is stirred up. This morning, I don't know, I'm I'm talking to how many of you are experiencing that your heart is stirred up with something that you are facing and you're going through mother's here, Maybe your heart is stirred up with something that you expected not and your heart is stirred up fathers with with, with some things that you have not planned in your schedule for your family. Your heart is is stirred up with things that looks like you're in a very uncomfortable place but can I remind you in the every uncomfortable areas there is no place that you can run away or there is no place that, that the demon can take you that you are outside of God's plan and purpose in every place he is omniscient he knows everything he's omnipotent he's all-powerful and an omnipresent is everywhere he is everywhere, he is everywhere. and that's why psalm 45 verse 1 have just one of my heart is stirred up my heart has stirred up. I don't know how many of you would see and agree with me. Lord, Pastor, my heart has stirred up today. My emotions are perplexed. I don't know what to do. I am in a place and situation that I need to take. I have multiple options and I don't know what to do. I am in a place where I am confused completely. I don't know where to go. Can I tell you, in those given situations, the only thing that as a child of God we can resolve to do is to honor and worship Him. And that's what the scripture helped us to understand with new verses of adoration. Praise the Lord. Which simply means if you are in a new trouble, in a new trouble, you will have a new song to worship God. In a new sickness or a new report that you have received that is going totally against your life, you will have a new song to lift him up. And you can say, God, I know what the doctor has said, but I know who trumps. I know what the enemy has said, but I know who has the power. I know what people are saying, but I know who holds my life together. And I will rest in peace in the hands and the palm of the one who holds my world together. It might look like I'm going to be shattered in a million pieces, but I know that I will rest in peace in the palms of the one who holds my world together. Church, God holds our world together. And that's why my heart is stirred up with a noble theme because of the adoration that I have for my groom, Jesus Christ. As a New Testament church, be in love with your groom. Be in love with Jesus Christ. We are the bride. Praise the Lord. The New Testament church is addressed as the bride of... Who is that? Come on, say it with me. Jesus Christ. Be in love with Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Lord. And that is the best title we have. That you and me are chosen to be part Of being the bride of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Next month we have a wedding in our church. And I'm excited every time I talk to the person and their family. And I see the updates of them planning. I know how excited they are. And that excitement when I see in their life. I'm talking about Sheena. And that excitement when I see in their life. I remind myself of how excited I was when I was going to get married. Seven years ago. And that helped me understand how excited I am about the verdict that I have from God that at the return of my Savior, I will be transformed to meet my groom, to meet with my Savior, my Jesus. That is the blessed hope. And here we see my heart is stirred up. World will stir you up. People around will stir you up with things. But don't let that to affect who you are. People will do what people are created to do. There are times when they come and pat your shoulder and say, good job. And there are times when they come and hold a gun on your neck. And they say, kill you, brother. They will support you one moment and they will walk out of your life another moment. That's totally fine. But in every given situation, when life is stirred up, understand my heart is stirred with a noble theme. That I develop myself to be in a place that I recite new verses of adoration for my King. New verses of adoration. He gives me a new song. Some of you, I declare that you're going to be a songwriter in this generation. That when you face troubles, when you go through stuff in your life Lord will enable you to write some songs be it Malayalam or Hindi or whatever language it is but I pray that Lord will give you some good song meaningful songs that we can write we can sing and worship him because my heart is stirred up by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king I want to go ahead Satan will shake you. Understand this very carefully. Satan will shake you, but it is God who sometimes will stir things up in your life. And I wanna bring your attention to uh, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13. Isaiah, I'll explain what I mentioned right now, but Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13. And this is how it goes. <clears throat> when God stirs your life, you cannot sit idle. Isaiah 42, 13, help us to understand, the Lord will march out like a champion. Who is the champion of our life? Oh, I love that song that we sang during AGIFN and after that we have sung it in our church a couple of times. He is my champion, the champion of our life. And this is how it goes. The Lord will march out like a champion. Like, a, Can we all actually read that scripture together? If you all think, take your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13. Um, all those people who have the Bibles that charges you and those people, those Bibles that you have to charge, whatever Bible you have, please turn it. Some of your Bibles are glowing. Uh, some of your Bibles you are, I can hear the papers and the pages being turning. But Isaiah chapter 42 and others can focus on the screens. Um, Isaiah can change it Isaiah chapter 42 verse 13 this is how it goes the Lord let's read it together the Lord will march out like a champion like a warrior he will stir up his zeal with a shout he will raise the battle cry with triumph over his enemies can we can we do that together can we do that together can I hear an amen All right, let's do it together. The Lord will march out like a champion, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. This is what I understand from the entire reading of my uh, and meditation that I was doing last entire week over the series that have have been doing. That it is the Lord that will stir sometimes and when the Lord stirs up our life, you and me, we cannot stay idle. One, we will praise Him with new verses that we read earlier in Psalm 45. Two, He will help us and He will give a new zeal into our life to face what we have feared and we were afraid of. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That all these years there are things that you were fearful and you were running away from it. People that caused you to run away, projects that made you to run away, courses, the school that made you to run away, you didn't want to, to take it. Recently, I met with somebody and they said, Pastor, I tried doing that. I cannot succeed. I trying doing this. I cannot succeed. I trying this. And this person has changed his course for the next three or four times. Brother, sister, you have what you need to face your battle. It is God who, and so today when you, before you walk out, I want you to understand that Isaiah helps us to understand that it is the Lord who is the champion and he walks out and he walks out and brings new zeal into the life of every single one. If you find yourself weak that you can do what the Lord has asked you to do. If you find yourself weak that you cannot accomplish the dreams that God has placed in your life. It has been time and years that you have sat yourself out and away from people. This is the time that the Lord helps us to understand from Isaiah chapter 42. That He will go before you and He is the champion. Praise the Lord. Oh, there is a joy walking behind the footsteps of Jesus knowing He is a champion. Sometimes when we do businesses, we think we know everything. No brother, no sister. We don't know. Let Him go before you. In our married life, let Him go before you. In our spiritual, personal life, let Him go before you. Who is He? He is the champion. Whom do you call a champion? You are champion. Whom do you call a champion? The one who has... Huh? The one who has already has the victory. The one who has already conquered. And what does the scriptures help us to understand? Oh Christ Jesus has already conquered. Every power of death. Every shame that possibly you could go through. He is the champion who is walking ahead of us. The one who walks ahead and leads us into security. Praise the Lord. Oh, I want to increase somebody today that allow God to walk before you. I don't know what you're facing, brother, sister, but in your personal prayer, make a habit to let him know, Lord, I tried what I could do. Let's be honest. I tried what I could do by my own means, but I know I am failing. I know I cannot keep up with this stuff. And there are moments that I close my doors. There are moments that I go to my upstairs, my prayer, and and, and I, I walk around and I pray. Or there are moments that I come to our sanctuary, Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord sometimes I can't handle what I am going through, but I know that I love you to go before me. You know who understood about God going before in his life? It was Moses. He said, Lord, you, you want me to go there, but I won't leave this place until I know that your presence is going ahead of me. Your presence is going before me. And the beauty of walking behind God is that any and every shut door will be open. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Red Sea, you can't stand when my God is making an entry. Wilderness, you can't stand the way when my creator is on his way. He is the champion of my life and he is leading me. If you're under my voice today, I want to encourage somebody that I love God to be the champion and let him move forward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen to this very carefully. And I pray. And according to the scriptures here, I, you know, you know um, the, when I receive my ministry calling, the Lord called me as a prophet. And the prophetic ministry that I believe in, I believe in the words of God. And what I try to do is I release the words of God into our sanctuary. So whenever that happens, I want you to receive it. Receive it with a posture of receiving. Lord, I receive that word. This is my word and I receive it. This prophetic word that has been released here, I receive it. You receive it or not receive it. I am receiving it in my personal life. And I am declaring Isaiah 42 verse 13. The Lord will march out like a champion and like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal with a shout. He will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. I don't have time to go over some uh, Isaiah chapter 42, the entire verses there, but if you have time, please meditate on that and you understand the way God led Israel after captivity, the way Israel was delivered out of the wilderness. And we see it was the hand of God, the champion Lord that was leading their life and life will put sometimes you in a stirred up moment and in those given situations, praise God, but sometimes God will stir up situations around your life so that you understand, you know, Lord, you are the champion, you are leading me to a better place. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how many of you are engulfed in that stirred up moments in your life. Let's look forward. Are you happy? Haggai chapter 1. Haggai chapter 1 verse 14. Haggai chapter 1 verse 14. And this is how it goes. Haggai chapter 1 verse 14. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. The son of whatever it says. Governor of Judah. You know, some Bible words are so hard to pronounce. So I'm like, God, yes, that's exactly, that's the person you were talking about. Governor of Judah and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest and the spirit of of, of the, the whole remnant of the people. But here in this portion, when we read, we know a lot of Bible backgrounds. We know a lot of stories. But sometimes, sometimes you have to take these verses and declare it over your life as a prophetic utterance over your situation. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. To stir up means, to stir up means to give you momentum to what you actually desire to do. To enable you to do certain things in your life. To stir up. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. What they were about to do? They were going to build the ruins and they were going to fortify the city of Jerusalem. And God has given them a task of what? To rebuild. To rebuild that was looking like ruins right now. And out of the heap of ashes, Lord wanted to build, make them build something. But whenever they tried to build, what happens? People come, enemies come, and always discourage them. And so what God, the Lord had to do, the Lord had to stir up the spirit of Zerubbabel. And the Lord had to tell him, you know what, brother? You wanted to do what I have called you to do. But sometimes people will not appreciate what you are doing. All you have to do is allow my spirit to stir up you. And when the spirit of God will stir you up, when the spirit of God will stir you up, you will accomplish what the Lord has asked you to do, irrespective of who stood against you. And that's why we see the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord stirred up the heart of Zerubbabel that he could build, he could construct, he could do what the Lord has asked him to do. And some of us in our walk, in our worship, in our daily life, we need to allow God to Lord stir up my life, stir up my heart that you can reignite the lost passion I have. You can relit my life with something that I need to do, what you have called me to do. I've been wanting to. But oftentimes, time does not allow. People don't allow. Things don't go the way we plan. But I request us, I love God to stir your heart. Make us uncomfortable. Stirring up is not easy. It makes us very uncomfortable. And love God to stir you up, to reignite you, to relight you up with a new passion where you can do what the Lord has called you to do. How many called in the house of God today? How many of you think that you are being called by God? Nobody here? Can I see your hands as as lift your hands so that the demons can see and feel ashamed of it. The Lord has called each one of you for a greater task. The Lord has called you. But sometimes in the flow of life, we feel ourselves being pushed out of the system, not allowed to do what we wanted to do under the guidance of God, but I love God. God, I want you to stir up my soul today. Stir me up, oh Lord. Stir me up. And that's what we see. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and the spirit of Joshua that they could build back again what the Lord had called them to build. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 21 verse 10. i want to end right here. Matthew chapter 21 verse 10. It talks about when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. When Jesus entered Jerusalem the whole city was they were stirred up the whole city was stirred up and sometimes in a given situation like this when Jesus came in the whole city it's the people the entire group were stirred up so sometimes what happens in being stirred up situations it is very confused. we don't know what is happening we have no direction about that it is very it is bound that we have we have lost the sense of direction But if the Lord that is stirring you up, you will have clarity in your confusing situation. And that's what we see in Matthew chapter 21 verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Of course, there was confusion in that city. Of course, there have been many great leaders that have come up in that city but today there's somebody who's riding on a donkey and walking and driving and moving into the city inch by inch as the donkey, as the colt is walking into the city. The entire city has, has, has been shouting and praising God and Bible helps us to understand when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the entire city was stirred up and they asked, what did they ask? Who is this? Who is this? What happens is sometimes when God actually stirs you up, you have a clarity in your confusing situation and you will ask, who really is this? It pushes you to identify what really is happening. It narrows your mind to that situation where you actually think about it is the Lord and the Lord alone. And we see in the entire portion when Jesus walked in and how the city received him. Of course, after that, the city turned against Jesus and they crucified him. But in this triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, it stirred up the entire emotions of people around him. There was a clarity in their confusion because there was the answer to the question raised, who is this? This is Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph. One from Nazareth, who has healed the leper, who has raised the dead who has opened the blind eyes. He is the soon coming King. And today, if you are in a situation where you are asking this question, who are you talking about? Pastor, you've been preaching for 30 minutes. Of course, you are not going to ask that question to me. But even if your mind or your life is in a situation where you ask this question, who is this you're talking about? Or your friends might ask you, who are you worshiping, Benjamin? I see you are so busy. Sunday morning, 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock, every Sunday. Sunday, this is what you do. What are you doing? And you have an opportunity to let them know. When they ask you, who is this? You have an opportunity to let them know. Oh, I'm talking about Jesus, the son of the most high living God, the healer of my life. When he walks in, everything has to change. At the name of Jesus, things has to move. He is a healer, the peace giver of my life. That's right. Now, understand this. I know this entire scripture that I shared here has a lot of weightage and theological implications here when you understand that. When Jesus walked in, it stirred up the people. It stirred up them. And they asked, who is this? Who is this? What did people answer? He is Jesus, son of the living God. The one from Nazareth who can heal. And today I want to declare in this house, Maybe the Lord is stirring up situations in your personal life or your family or your employment, wherever it is, but declaring it over your life. The, when you ask this question by yourself, declare it over every situation that is overarching your life, that I am talking and I'm worshiping about Jesus. Whenever we lift up the name of Jesus, every other name has to come down. Praise the Lord. If you go back and you look into your personal life, I'm sure, some of us who have sickness, who are battling with sickness, the doctors have given you a name for your sickness. It could be diabetes, or it could be it could be blood pressure, or it could be whatever sickness. There are a lot of medical terms I cannot follow up with that. Uh, 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 the doctors might have given you that. Those names, those names might have a significant role in your life. But above every name is the name of Jesus. When your own life asks you this question, who is this? When your entire senses ask you this question. Who is this? Declare it over it's life. Declare it over your life. I am talking about Jesus. The son of the living God. Who is the alpha and the omega. The creator. The beginning and the end. The leader of my life. And he's the champion of my life. Life will try to shake us. But it won't. It won't. The Lord is sometimes stirring us up. So that we can lose what the enemy has planted in our life and realign our purposes to know what God wants us to do and takes us from here to the next level that the Lord wants to do in through everybody's life. Second Timothy chapter 1, can I have the worship team? Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. I'm going to close with this. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 is a conversation between Paul to... Timothy and in this conversation we see Paul is encouraging Timothy here and he's saying in 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 it says for this reason I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God in another translation it would say therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God to stir up the gift of God in, 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 in this translation, in Ivy, we see it is the, the, the fan into flame. But the translation that I was in, Ivy, that I was looking up, it, it mentions about, it talks about to stir up. The faith, the gift of God to stir up. Through my laying of hand, the gift of God that has come over your life, the anointing that has come over your life, you got to stir it up. Can I have some coffee? Pramod, I gave you some. Listen to me very carefully. To stir up is something that the Lord will want you to do in your life. Thank you. I'll take this first. Thank you for the coffee. I'm going to not use the mic. Come here, come here. One second. so much time to just talk about this illustration. I love the Spirit of God to stir us up. I love the Spirit of God to stir us up so that we will be fruitful to the work of God Almighty. I'm going to declare a prophetic utterance over your life. And I'm going to, sometimes I write down what the Lord is asking me so that I don't forget the words of it. And I want you as a church, we as a church, Receive what the Lord has asked me to deliver at our church today. This is what the Lord told me Your fire will be relit and your passion restored. Stagnancy will be replaced by fresh strategy. Confusion will turn to clarity. The stirring is the starting of the new you. You are unstoppable. I'm going to read it that read that once again for every single one just receive it the lord asked me to write it down and whenever the lord is asking me i'm going to write it down and declare it our church so that i don't miss any word that the lord has commanded your fire will be relit and your passion restored stagnancy will be replaced by fresh strategy confusion will turn to clarity the stirring is the starting of the new you you my friend you are unstoppable Of course, life will try to shake us up. But can I tell you, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. He is stirring us up so that something new will come out of our life. So that we will bear fruit with every gift that God has placed in our life. It's the blessing of God that is already deposited in our life. Let's sing to Lord, I will not be shaken for He and He alone.